You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Passionate Words Editing Services is a one-stop shop for all your editorial and authorial needs. We take your book from conception to completion, holding your hand all along the way. We provide manuscript preparation, several levels of editing, book formatting and typesetting, including cover design. And we even assist you in uploading your finished book to Amazon. At Passionate Words, we believe that words are a writer's currency. Let us help you spend yours wisely. Contact us today on Instagram at passionate.words.editing or by email at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let us start you on your journey today. Do you want to become a sponsor of The Wet Spot or to donate to help this Wet Spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at the wet spot podcast, one word, the wet spot podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me. That's paypal.me slash erotic empire. One word, paypal.me slash erotic empire. I just give a love donation. I would really appreciate it. And that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further. So thank you so much. And let's get wet. In this segment, I want you to get comfortable as I read one of my pieces. Because the words, the words may move you. They may inspire you. Who knows? They may even get you wet. So sit back and listen. moans I love to hear your voice breaking as you as you are coming moaning Mm. music to my ears legs spreading my invitation to commence your initiation to bliss just just like this leading to complete excitement one finger slick with juices two fingers sinking deep within your secret place on your way to ecstasy are you ready for a third no there's no need for words just use your voice making music with every flutter of my probing finger Beautiful moans, guttural moans, with head thrown back, nipples so sharp they could slice through diamonds. Let me find your pleasure spot, 
my questing finger searching then finding exactly where to linger ah there it is pressing hard upon your magic spot just there upon your upper wall the clarion call of lust rings forth unbidden. You are smitten as my vibrating, teasing touches make tingles rise from between your thighs and spread until they are released in the most beautiful, arousing, stimulating moans. I just wanted to take this time before we get into the interview to dedicate this entire episode to Chadwick Boseman, um, who has lost his life to colon cancer, his battle with colon cancer. Um, just to let you do, just, I mean, I don't have words. <laughs> I never expected uh his death uh, to affect me because most I, I enjoy the artists um the entertainers you know but you know when they have died a lot you know when they die they don't it doesn't really pay it doesn't really you know you feel sad but you feel sad and and, and you but it didn't really hit me like this one did and I, I am partially not sure why, because again, you know, but I think it's the suddenness of it, um, the fact, uh, suddenness to us, because his family and friends and himself had it kept as a secret. And it was his, it was his uh, decision not to tell anyone, and he just kept going. But I don't want to keep. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this but i just it really hit me and this whole uh, episode is dedicated to him and uh, what he meant to me as um seeing a black superhero um carrying my son's Sneaking my thirteen year my 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 then um twelve year old son into into a PG thirteen movie <laughs> just so that we could um experience as a family the wonder that was Black Panther. I I remember when um this was Killmonger who said it. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't um Bozeman, but that whole that 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 part of the movie where he said, Bury me with my ancestors, you know, they throw throw me overboard and let me you know, because it was it was it's better to die than to live a slave or, or to live a to live confined. I can't remember the exact words right now, I'm gonna go look for them. But I remember when I heard those words, I cried. And my sons were like, <laughs> they didn't understand. This movie meant a lot to me. And um, 
and and you know, I was really eagerly looking forward to Black Panther too. So I don't know what's gonna happen there, but yes, what good, Chadwick? Wakanda forever. segment i invite you to join me as i speak about a current wet topic with a guest to the show i hope you enjoy as we get wet together welcome to the wet spot this is fashion poet and we are on for another week. I have the privilege of talking to a wonderful lady called mm-hmm. Jasmine, or you would know her by her website name, The Serral Slut. And um, we are going to get into all of that. We're going to get into the name. We're going to get into the person. But we're just going to start off by giving a great big warm welcome to the Wet Spot family. Hi, Jasmine. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm just wondering what's happening with um with my electronics. I'm trying not to <laughs> try not to freak out. But yes. I know. <laughs> uh, hopefully it works this time. Fingers yes, crossed. Yes, yes. So let us know what who are you? What's um just tell the just tell the people who you are. Let's get into it. Sure. Um, I'll try not to ramble too much because I, I do have a propensity to go on 50 different tangents, <laughs> but just to keep it short and sweet. Um, my background is in psychology and creative writing. I am getting a master's in um, poetry. Um, I am working on my first book right now. And how I ended up getting into this, because this is newer for me, um, I actually used to work as a receptionist at the hospital. Um, well, I say the hospital, but there's like lots of hospitals, you know, like I used to work, I used to work at the University of Michigan, uh, wasn't the best for me emotionally. Um, I'm a very creative person and I like to, I like to work on my own time. So I was introduced to intimacy coaching through one of my cohorts. And then um, I started studying back in March. I'm working with Intimacy Coaching International um, to get my certification. Um, But, you know, while I'm doing that, I think it's important to build the audience, the people that I want to work with. And while I do love my um, affiliates, the type of client base that they attract tends to be a little different from the type of client base I'm trying to attract. So I kind of just mavericked it and kind of I've started, you know, I have my Instagram, I have my Facebook, just trying to build presence um through my blog Mm -hmm. and share my ideas while i get my certification so the goal eventually is that right you know you've you've read my blog you've seen my post you're like oh she's doing this and now she's a certified intimacy coach well i'd be curious about getting like you know services from her and then um trying to fold that in with my poetry and also fold that in with like because i'm also into spirituality so i'm just I'm kind of like a, I call myself the Swiss army knife. I'm just like a one-stop shop is kind of what I'm going for here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. So first off, what is an intimacy coach? What does that uh, entail? 
Um, so intimacy coaching is quite a broad field. There's all kinds of ways to do it. Um, there's tantric practitioners who will like, or body work practitioners who do more of the hands-on type mm. of stuff, you know, massages, um, couples therapy where they're getting more involved. Um, there's of course standard like counseling therapy, but not quite in the same vein as like um, if you were a certified sex therapist because you don't you're not going to like college to get another degree on top mm -hmm. of it per mm -hmm. se you're just kind of specializing right. um though but they do go they do go hand in hand so if you if you want help with spicing up like your sex life or you're having a hard time reconnecting with a significant other but the source of your problem isn't necessarily like oh we have like deep-seated communication issues that we really need to hash out with like a therapist mm -hmm. then an intimacy coach is kind of a good way to pivot right. um whether you know whether you're single whether you have a partner or you have multiple partners um i kind of see it as like the middle ground it's kind of like the i don't need a therapist but I'm still struggling and would like to talk to somebody who specializes in this to help me work through these issues of, oh, I feel like I don't give enough good head or, oh, I feel like I'm not connecting emotionally with my partner the way I want to, or, oh, I, I don't have the self-confidence to go out there and be the sexual being I right, want to right, be. Right, 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 right. I, I am intrigued because um, I have, in talking to you in terms of discussing what the blog is about, uh, what you are about, and especially when we were carving out the um, when we were carving out the, the 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 blurb or the or the advertisement, um, I, I I I I loved how you how we what we came up with, um, in but you know in terms of why why um, what's what's where I'm looking for unapologetically child free let's start there that's what i wanted to so what <laughs> so you're the part <laughs> yeah let's just jump straight into the i guess it depends the first thing that people are going to notice is your name the sterile slut and then you say and then you say you're unapologetically child free so what's that about so I, when I started this and I was like looking through like other sex blogs that I really enjoy, like um, Glamorotica, for example, or like Girly Juice, those are a couple of like great sex blogs as well. I was just thinking about like, who am I marketing to? Who's the targeted audience? And I have like a pretty broad spectrum of ideas about who that is. But I think one, one group of people I specifically wanted to target that I don't feel like gets targeted pretty much at all are like child-free people and I know it sounds kind of obvious because it's like well if you're not gonna have children you don't have to worry about <laughs> it right but like when I go through and read sex blogs and stuff a lot of content is geared for like well here's how you can train your kegels after you've had right. a child or like how do you re spice up your sex life when you have children and like those are all very valid as well and very important but that work is already being done by other great people and me as a child free person when i read this stuff like that doesn't connect to me like i don't that's not information right. for me i need information for me like how do you how do you connect with you know you don't have children you don't have to worry about that but like you still live in a society that is, is still insistent and still likes to pressure you to have yeah. children that insist that it's fulfilling so it's like 
sometimes those pressures wear you down. So it's like, how do you resist these pressures, but still maintain the kind of intimate sex life that you enjoy without feeling like the end goal needs to be like procreating. And of course, not everybody can procreate either. Even if you're not like a cisgender heterosexual couple, because not everybody has body parts necessary. So like, it's just making a whole lot of assumptions there with posts about like, um, well, here's how to get your sex life back. And you've had children and stuff or like, you know, here's like my journey as a mother. And like, like I said, again, totally valid, just not the information I need. And I need stuff that's going to work for me and my child free lifestyle. Right, right, right. I understand what you're saying. I mean, we have to, um, you're, you're thinking for everybody, right? You're trying to, you're trying to be um, there for every single person. And it, it just, it just, it just strikes, and it, and it is definitely a niche, definitely a niche, because they say people, people who are deliberately child-free or people who wanted to have kids but can't, you know, they still need to have. Um, and I, I, I like that. I like that you're focusing on um, on that. One, I mean, I mean, yes, I don't like, I don't censor, but you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but the word sterile, did you decide to sterilize or is this just to say, um, you know, you are deliberately, um, you're deliberately child-free? The word sterile sticks out to me, so I'm asking. So um, before I answer that, I was just thinking about what you were saying about like not being for everybody and stuff like that. Because, like, there are posts I make and stuff for, like, if you're, like, an awkward person, like, my little how how to have sex when you're awkward. Because it's kind of hard when you're just shy and you're, like, the freaking side wants to come out. But you don't know how to vocalize that because you can barely order your yeah, own yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've been but, there. Um, I've been there. <laughs> so, like, I don't mean to say that parents or stuff can't read my mm. content. Because, like, if they're, there's polyamorous parents, there's kinky parents, stuff like that. But my goal in doing that is just to deliberately include a group of people I think just don't get talked nice. about enough is where nice. that came from. And now to leap into the point of why the sterile slut, I am actually okay. sterile and sneak geek. I need to eventually like, I want to do a blog post talking about that because getting ster- like navigating sterilization, right. you know, it can be a really tricky process, especially for, um, people with uteruses right. because they assume that you're like, oh, you you don't know what you actually want, or like, how oh, does your spouse approve of yes. this? Or like, are you sure you yes. want to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, just shit yes, like that. I've actually, I've, <laughs> excuse me, I've heard a lot of people who have had that experience, or um, they want to sterilize, and some of them will want to have sterilized from a fairly young age, but as but as you have said. People in the in the medical fraternity are always assuming that that it's a mistake that you're gonna want to change your mind that um you know and and you know it 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 feels oh and as you said does your husband approve it it just speaks a lot to the misogyny that is still uh, in the society it, you know yep. it's a sad yep. thing it's yep. a sad thing. Absolutely. You know, what? why should, and, you know, why should it be that, um, as I've all, as I've heard multiple, um, as I'll use, I'll use the term you just used, people with uteruses um, have had to go through, um, 
in terms of saying, why, why do they have to have their bodies policed? If I don't want children and I decide that I am taking out my uterus or sterilizing for whatever, in whatever way it is done, that's my choice. If I have come to the point where I regret that decision, well, I'll have to live with it, won't I? Because I've made the decision. It's, it's, I, I hate hearing, being, being a male, being a person with a penis, I, I, I have recognized my uh, male privilege. And if it's, it sucks to see that I share uh, sex with people who are so damn selfish. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, it's just, it's interesting because I feel like you don't encounter this any other time. Like if I were to go get plastic surgery and I was like, yeah, I want bigger breasts, mm -hmm. please. Like I just have to sign the consent form and then roll yep. on in for my surgery appointment when I make it. Like nobody's going to ask me, well, what if you don't really actually want bigger breasts? Or like, what if you don't want to get your nose? Like whatever you're doing, it's just like, that's the only mm -hmm. time. And it's still funny too, because sometimes when I go make follow-up appointments with the gynecologist, um, you know, they clearly see in my records, I've had a sterilization procedure and I've had it at that, you know, with them specifically, mm -hmm. but they'll still just be like, um, you on birth control or like when they're talking to me and they're like, um, they, they just like bring something up. It's like, um, how many partners do you have? And then I'm, you know, are you on birth control? And then I'm like, well, I'm sterilized. And then at some point, sometimes they still feel the need to be like, oh yeah, you can still get like IVF and stuff. And I'm like, I know that, but do you think I would go through the process of very expensive, like up to $100,000 procedure Whoa. when I went through the free process that was covered by my insurance to guarantee that I don't have children because I know I don't want them, like completely unnecessary. <laughs> well, 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 well. One thing I love about your, your, um, your web presence Especially the um, uh, the 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 blog. Well, the, your entire thing is when you say it's not your parents' sex blog. I use that a lot when it was push. I <laughs> use that a lot when I was pushing it this week. I use that a lot when I was pushing it. It was like, I, that just, and I love the fact that you are deliberately saying, "I don't want to just give you stuff that you can learn." By googling on, you know, just Google how to how to give good head. You can get all of that. Um, just put that straight in there, and you can get millions of, of articles on that. You want to speak to, uh, to, to to different things. I like I like the the shy, the shy, awkward. You want to be a freak, but you are shy. I because I, I, I the first thing I did was I went on the website. So I went through the website. I started reading some shit, and I'm like, oh. Oh, I like this. Oh, I feel this. Yes, I feel this because I might be male, but I went through. I went through my own worries and fears of being awkward when I was a teenager, and it was like I could. I got stories, girl. I got stories. <laughs> I got stories. <laughs> oh, I do too. Oh my gosh, I'm. I'm. You know, I just feel. <sighs> Because I'm studying, you know, I think like doing this, like trying to study, like also how to be a good yeah. business mm -hmm. owner and how to be transparent. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to share every single thing about me, but I think like, 
I think there's just like, at least as far as sex is concerned, like a lot of people have those concerns. Even if you're not awkward and you're relatively self-confident and you're pretty straightforward, like everybody has their hangups and their insecurities and like, you yeah. don't talk about it. And like, people are just scared to be honest. And, and then when they, when they approach sex, they think it's easier to approach it like a checklist or like a mm-hmm. procedure or like, oh, I got to do this, that and the other instead of just, just be honest with the other yes. person. Or people, you know, if you're you're having an orgy, like you gotta <laughs> you gotta communicate either way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh well, <clears throat> I'm thinking about orgies that just that just threw me off. Right. Anyway, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But because you're right. I mean, honestly, communication is key. Um, I had, um, I had when I was, uh. My first experience giving giving uh, a dick pic online, for example, was because of having um, I I'd been married and my wife at the time she, <laughs> she 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 one day she said to me, um, basically she laughed at me and told me my dick was small. She anticipated that I would get hurt, I would be upset. I actually turned it around on her as a joke <clears throat> and I laughed and I said, um, small pins is, <clears throat> I said, small pins does joke hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Small pins does joke hard or in Beijing parlance, that's actually this line of a, a Calypso song, an old Calypso song. Um, but what it really meant was I have, it might be a small dick, but it works because I have two children, right? <laughs> I mean, it worked. Right. So <laughs> she, she uh you know she actually was all shocked that i was not hurt and i we laughed it off and left it there it actually did not manifest as hurt until after she and i had broken up and i was will i was preparing preparing to have sex or you know mentally preparing to that the the idea of having sex with another person she and i would be married for eight years so and i married as a virgin so She's talking about my dick being small. I have not had any um, other experience other than dealing with her. So if she said it's small, then I guess it's small. And if it's small, then what I've seen on um, what I've seen on Facebook and on other social media platforms where 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 women uh, uh, have have degrade have have come down on men who have small penises or small in their eyes, you know, not necessarily a micro penis or anything. But um, the fact of the matter is, I was in a in a pretty open space. The website was it was a Facebook group that was closed. The Facebook was um, this was before Facebook started becoming so so much about. Um, their censorship, you know, over the they they got worse and worse over the years. But at this at this right. point, they were not that that thing about censorship. And I was in a I was in this group, which was a basically a polyamorous group and oh, a group about open relationships and progressive love. And so all these people were sharing their pictures, sharing dick pics, sharing pussy pics, sharing breast pics, and everybody's all happy and free. And I am petrified. <clears throat> I'm petrified. I'm thinking to myself, since my wife says that this thing is small, if I put it on there, they're going to tell me it's small too. And if they're going to tell me it's small, it's okay. it was bad enough that one person 
one person that I'm intimately in relationship with is, is having an issue with this move, Peter. But now, what about, I'm putting this in, uh, in a group that I don't know these people, and they're going to they're gonna laugh at me. But I focused, and I decided, all right, you know what, I can do this, and we can see what's going to happen. Long story short, I had the complete opposite reaction. People had the complete <laughs> opposite reaction to my, to my wife. Like, one, I, can, I will remember one person actually said, where are you thinking you are going to put that? She's like, that's too- <laughs> where the hell do you think you're gonna put that? That's too big. No, no, no. That's it. <laughs> I, I, and, and all I can tell myself is, what the hell? Like, you know. So it, it made me reassess. It made me reassess. You know, and it was a, a healing process for me because up to that point, I really thought that it was small. I really thought. And then I realized why she figured it was small because she had her boyfriends before uh, me were, um, you know, they were bigger. And so she was accustomed to bigger sizes. But that doesn't mean that I'm small. It just, just it means that I'm smaller than what she's accustomed to. But that doesn't mean that, I, that there's anything wrong with me. And it took me a little while, you know, it right. took me a little while to get yes. to that point. So, I mean, go ahead. Yes. I was just going to say, it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some of what you were saying is just making me think of the good old fashioned Kama Sutra. When I was reading about it, they have like this whole concept of like, well, different like penis sizes and different vagina sizes. You know, there's like, quote unquote, ideal combinations. And I don't know if that like, rings true such to the point that it's like oh if you date somebody that falls outside of this ideal combination you're gonna have a bad time or anything Mm -hmm. like that but it's definitely interesting because it's like it's all about perspective like like you said your your ex was very accustomed to larger Mm -hmm. sizes and like obviously you're you know listen i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know i i I have not seen (laughs) um so but i'll just go with what you said like perspective like some people are like wow that's too big so it's just like it's just really all about beauties in the eye of the beholder yeah, yeah. you know and but I can definitely see like it's just definitely super hard when you're like you're emotionally close to that person and you know you get sexual fulfillment for this person as well and when they make you feel shame yeah. like that like that could be hard even if you were able to laugh it off in the moment like that carries like the seeds yep. of shame. Like, yep. I don't know. I just, that makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a painful thing and it, it didn't occur to be being painful at the time, but really that took, that took, that took, that took some time to get over, you know, like, um, and it yeah. would have been good. It would have been good to have had uh, an intimacy coach to talk about it, to talk about it, um, to talk through it uh, with, with me because yeah it it, it it scarred me angle it scarred me and i'm still uh, up to this day although i'm more I'm, I'm more proud of my penis now than i was then and i you know I, you know and i do feel more comfortable i am i have other issues and so you know health issues and stuff like that where i'm feeling like i don't get hard enough and all that so yeah i mean it's good to have people that you're able to speak to and and uh, i have this I have this have these kinds of conversations with them, you know, because it is what it is. People are always talking about mental health. Mental health is is really really important. But in in the because of the 
other types of health that we need to get into mental health because I was, I honestly, my mental health was affected by it. I was, I honestly was depressed. I honestly was, I honestly felt like I can't have sex with anybody ever again because they're always going to laugh at me. We're just going to bring up older uh, abandonment issues, older issues with people, you know, ridiculing me for other things when I was younger. <clears throat> so, yeah, it would have been nice to have an intimacy coach um, at that point. Yeah, I mean, as far as like an intimacy coaching, um, I don't know if this is true for all sex because I'm just, I'm, you know, um, I'm under a specific mm -hmm. affiliate, but at least what I've been studying so far is definitely the combination of like talking, talk, like, I don't want to say talk therapy because I'm not a licensed right. therapist, but it is in that same vein. It's a counseling, but still taking, doing, actually doing as well is just as important to integrate it because we can talk about it all day. And of course your mental health is important, but like, if you're also not like doing things to like ground you in your body and feel connected, mm -hmm. um, how are you going to be able to connect with somebody right. else? And so like some of the things I've been learning is just stuff like, um, for example, you mentioned like, you know, still like unlearning some of that shame. There's this concept called like the Yoni slash Lingam story where you um, it's like a guided meditation. Um, but and then at the end of it, you write down like, what is it you what is it you think your Lingam is saying to you? Like what just listening to that part of your body and um, another layer that could be added to it is like kind of just like sitting or laying and then you kind of like gently like cup your hands over mm -hmm. that area and you just kind of just like tune in and listen to it. And it's just kind of like, it's like any other part of your body. Like you stub your toe. Well, ow, that hurts. And I'm, my body is telling me that hurts. So like, it's the same thing and just be still and connect with yourself and be like, what are you trying to tell me? What are good things you want to tell me? But what are also bad things you want mm -hmm. to tell me? that maybe I haven't been listening to because I felt disconnected from this part of myself and just like different ways to like ground yourself into your body. And then when you're ready to, um, whether you're single or you're already in a um, relationship slash relationships, mm -hmm. um, even when you're like connecting with another being on a sexual level like that, it's still a matter of not making it performance-based or results-based. How can you, create a relationship with your own body and then how can you create a relationship with another body in a way that honors your erotic needs and makes you feel seen without them or yourself expecting results and it's a lot it's a lot to it's a lot it to unlearn we all and it depends on where you grew up and stuff too some societies some cultures definitely better about it than others but we all have like toxic baggage that we carry around and it can be, it, it's a lot to unpack, but I think it's just so important because if you're not sexually well, I don't think, you know, that, that still affects you. And then you're just, you're just feeling like shit in general. Then it does start seeping into your physical health and your yep, mental health. Yeah. Yep. Because it is so connected to your, to your, to your, to your center. Um, as I tell people all the time, um, sexual energy and creative energy are exactly the same to me and they are they are also linked to god energy um spiritual energy everything is one big um they're connected in 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 multiple ways but they're all connected it's all the same energy to me so i if you don't if you're not feeling 
100% in one, it will affect the others, you know, uh, because for instance, um, leaving my last uh, relationship, my last marriage, that took me about three years to get over. And during that time, I wasn't writing. I have books to finish. I have books. People are, people are hammering me to finish writing this, the, the, um, the, the book that I'm, that I, the last book that I wrote, the book I wrote in 2017, people are like, what happens next? And everybody wants me to write this book. But I released that book around the same time I was going through my divorce and it messed me up. And writing was something that I just couldn't focus on. It, it, and I'm only now, like three, four years later, coming out, of the other, coming out on the other side. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> You just got to give yourself time and honor, honor that. Um, it, I mean, there's different levels and layers to trauma, but that is still a trauma and trauma takes time to work yeah. through. So one of the things that I hadn't realized until we talked or, or we mentioned it, but we're focusing so much on the, the blog that it, it didn't, it didn't sink in was creative writing, poetry. What got you into poetry? Yes. <laughs> what got you into poetry? Oh, I've been into poetry for a long time. I, I was a, I was a bad child. <laughs> uh, I had my little dial-up computer. I got my first computer officially when I was mm. twelve, and my parents were not computer literate, <laughs> so I would go into AOL <laughs> chat rooms. They'd be asking me like AS. Oh my god, it was so bad. So one time, one time I, I am. This poor, this poor innocent sex worker is just trying to get her money. And I'm out here like, oh, I'm so curious about this. And she's like, yeah, how old are you? I'm like 12. And she's like, goodbye. And I'm like, and for like her, totally, like, totally, please, like, please, I don't want you to go to jail. But like 12 year old me is like, wait, <laughs> but I wanted to see stuff. <laughs> but like, at the same time I was doing awful things like that I also like to write so I would like write like lots of fan fiction because I'm a nerd and then as I just got older I was like I really enjoy writing but by the time I went to college initially I was kind of like well writing is wonderful but like I was just convinced you couldn't make a living mm -hmm. off of it or if you could you unless you're like fucking JK Rowling or something like making a living comfortably can be really yeah. tough so I was like mm, I don't know about that and, you know, I also love, I'm very passionate about psychology, which is why I have my bachelor's in psychology. And I still like to read about psychology and psychology, even though it's not the primary focus when it comes to like intimacy coaching, because I have to understand more about like intimacy and um, sexuality. And like psychology is uh, kind of a secondary yeah, layer to that. Um, but <sighs> I'm sorry, I told you, I'm doing the, I'm doing the tangent thing. <laughs> No, but um, as passionate as I am about like psychology and stuff like that, um, I actually wanted to go into social right. work. But as I evaluated, like, would this be a good fit for me and how I like to like work and stuff like that? And it was I was kind of at a crossroads. So by the time I got to my senior year of college, I was like, well, you know, I've studied a lot of psych at this point. I've pretty much fulfilled my requirements for that part of the degree. Why don't I study abroad abroad in new york was new york in this case which is not technically abroad but for <laughs> argument's sake it was abroad for me because 
I was still, I was a young baby, but I was like, um, yeah, I'll just take a break. I will focus on my writing just a little bit more. And when I went to New York and I actually saw a real artists really actually doing the thing and actually making okay, like livable money, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then ever since I've just, yeah, nice. here I nice. am. I almost have a master's degree. I'm very nice, happy. Nice, nice, nice. Are, are you going to publish anything that you've written? I mean, in terms of... Oh, I, I have. I have a portfolio, and I can definitely um, link you later. But for anybody who is interested, it's sierraj.com. That's where my poetry is at. My first book is forthcoming. Um, and, of course, who would I be if the focus of it, too, were not nice. sexual? Um, a lot of what I do... <laughs> it's Yeah, it's erotic in nature. I, like... I just, like... I just like to expose myself. It's just about all my erotic exploits, good or bad. I mean, it's about other stuff too, like mental health and like working through trauma. But I definitely like eroticism has just always been one of the most important mm -hmm. things to me. Uh -huh. So by the time I came to this point with intimacy coaching, I was like, I'm actually surprised I didn't try this sooner because like that all just links. It's like one yeah, it's, it comes full circle. I'm like, it's all just links together. Like my my poetic writing can inform me on how to blog mm -hmm. write, and I can use my own personal experiences to help me start connecting with other people who I'm sure have maybe have. Of course, everybody's unique, and you have like your own individual experiences. But like the shared feelings around those experiences yes. are more common than That's we true. realize. And I'm just hoping by being out there and sharing myself, um, and then connecting with other people, and then hearing their stories, and then helping them heal through their traumas yes. as well. Like just making making the world a better place one orgasm yes, at a time yes right? yes passion endorsed i agree i'm holding on to that yes <laughs> yes one orgasm at a time i totally agree with you because i mean it's true i mean that's exactly what the erotic empire is for i tell people all the time it is not just about sex you think it is because i focus on sex when i write but Beyond all that, it really boils down to connecting people to themselves, connecting people to um, to, to the beauty that is uh, a, a female form. And, and even for you as a female, for you as a woman, to connect to yourself. When you're reading these poems, I want you to feel it. I do want you to come when you're writing, when you're reading my work. Yes, please, get a toy. Go and come when you're reading my work. But... Beyond that, I want, just like we have talked about in other areas, um, reconnecting with self, cupping, cupping your private parts and listening. Um, this, these, those things, I see my work as cathartic on that, on that front as well. There are people who, who will need um, an outlet. They may not be able to write like we can, but they can use what we have done to, to say to, to, to themselves or to another partner. Um, this is how I'm feeling. This, this, this poem says exactly how I'm feeling at this moment in this point in time. I can't say it myself, but this is how I do. Right. You know? Yes. I think, um, oh, I'm well, sorry. Well, I don't well, to interrupt. I was just going to, <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, I really feel, really feel that. And I just, I think we are at a point with what's just happening mm. right now that people feel there's just so much isolation oh, really? going on isolation from mm -hmm. others because of the way our 
we've restructured such that way at least especially in america like just to the point of like so being so profit driven so numbers driven so cold and so calculating people are isolating themselves from other people because they're so absorbed by work and just trying to survive but then other also they're isolating them from themselves because they've swallowed they've just swallowed all these feelings that they have just to push through another day push through another day and i'm like you're not really you just don't get the chance to live and i just think we're at a crossroads where people are really slowly starting to realize that and starting to like like I'm seeing like big resurgences of like um, pr things like primal play. That's a good concept. Just like reconnecting with the animal mm -hmm. within and like getting back into nature and just like this call back to a sense of not, not saying we need to strip our clothes and like go all kumbaya <laughs> in the Himalayas or something like, I mean, if you want to do that, I'm not going to stop you, but like, you don't have to do that. To just take a walk, recommune with nature, listen to yourself masturbate and really just focus on your sensations listen to what your body is telling you and i just think like stuff like that and also the reawakening of the divine feminine i just think we're on a i think we're just on a turning point here so i think it's just so important people just need to be seen people need to be heard and people aren't getting that with what's going that's on right true. now and that's true it. i mean thinking about like the whole you're talking about isolation but then on top of all of those things, people isolate because of work and all that. There's COVID, so you can't. Go, you can't right, that's another. <laughs> you can't layer. go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I I pity you guys in the Americas because it's like rampant and stuff. We in Barbados have and the Caribbean have really we uh, we saw what was happening in the rest of the world, and our leaders really buckled down. Um, and like for instance, um, we are at, um. I, I, I forget how many people are actually in isolation right at this moment, but there are no there are no cases of COVID that are um, community spread. All of the cases have come from overseas. All of the cases have come from people coming into the island and then being caught, um, or it's being caught at, at the at the airport or you know the points of origin. So then they get shipped. Um, to the quarantine for the two weeks, and that took a while. That took that took a lot of dedication on the on the part of our government. Um, so we went well when 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 it was our version of spiking, I guess, because um, currently we have like a hundred hundred and we have had from the beginning of the time till now a hundred and um, I would say less than one hundred and fifty people who've ever had COVID in Barbados. Um, seven people have died. Um, but you know, we, we 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 did what we had to do to to cover it. But people go through all of that aside, people are still there are some people who have gone out to work and they the country has reopened, but there are a lot of people who've lost their jobs and therefore um, they're still home. They're still in a in a matter of speaking. They're still under quarantine because they don't have a job to go back to. And when we were in quarantine, it was I myself felt that isolation. Like I mean, I'm a person who I I'm an introvert. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe it, but I'm actually an introvert. So I I do enjoy being at home. But there've been times where it's like I just want to go outside. I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to be outside. You know and <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> you know, and for the people who've lost their jobs but it 
it, that's another level of isolation because there are people who I myself, I am a person who loves to touch. Physical touch is one of my love languages. And not being able to touch people is sort of difficult right now. It's hard. It's hard. You right. know, can't hug, can't, you know, I've, I've, I, my immediate family, uh, my, 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 child, my children's mother and my two kids, they don't live with me, but we are fairly safe and very comfortable that there's, again, because there's no COVID rampant in the country, that we are, we still try to be careful, uh, uh, but basically for, they are able to come and visit me and spend time with me and stuff like they used to. But during quarantine, when things were rampant, I didn't see my kids for like two, three months. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That must. I that can't imagine. Hard. That was hard. So the isolation, you know, you know, I, I also have the issue of tangent of being on tangent. So I totally understand. <laughs> no, that's that's a very important tangent. COVID is, in fact, it, I mean, here, yeah, everything's on fire. I'm not. That's a whole discussion <laughs> I could also get into. But like, generally speaking, everything's on fire, and like already those feelings of isolation that were like ramping up just from like you know increased like work hours, like moving far away from people that you care mm-hmm. about, blah, stuff like that, and then then you pile COVID on top of it. It's like is really fucking tough and that's why i think it's even more important now that people are connecting with their sexual selves to as a method to promote healing because it's a lot yeah yeah it's It's, it's a lot like i know me personally i'm also more introverted and i don't i don't think for me admittedly it wasn't the hardest thing to quarantine because I'm kind of a homebody and I kind of can do that. And I, I'm used to entertaining myself. I'm very good at entertaining myself. I have conversations with myself all day. But um, I think what was hard, I felt the collective yes. weight. I felt a lot of people just that, that the reality sank in and a lot of it just, and I don't, you know, it's hard. It's really mm. fucking hard. It's a traumatic event we're all experiencing. Yeah. Like I just felt that and it was so hard emotionally, but I have found, um, this is another tangent, but like just going back to like that whole mm-hmm. nature thing, just like just taking walks. Like people are like, oh, summer's canceled. And I'm like, well, if you can go outside and like just sit in the sun, it's not canceled. Summer's still, summer, nature's happening, whether you do something yes. or not. Like, yeah, if it's not safe, I totally get that. That's a little mm-hmm. different. And to that, I have to say, just like my heart goes out. But like if you have the chance, go for a fucking walk. Just, go find a river go find some trees grab a book like take a break from your screen like it's okay i know the world's on fire but nature's still beautiful and summer's still happening you'll be okay we will be okay this is this is true this is true but definitely we have in your in your books in your poetry in my in my poetry in this conversation and in we are creating spaces creating those spaces for people to connect first connection um people people were having issues saying like you know you you know the computer game you can't you, you people are too much on their screens etc cases but the fact of the matter is it is the internet and it is like when we were on quarantine ig live ig lives popped up uh because people mm-hmm. needed to entertain themselves 
So there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of IG lives you're going on during quarantine. So you're using the technology in ways to connect with, with each other and with ourselves. So I will just say. Yeah, and that's not to also say like, I just say that because sometimes people get stuck in those loops of like only ever staying on like the computer or the phone and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And like balance is important, but like I'm definitely also like, as shitty as it has been to not like be able to go to a concert or go to a party, like seeing people do like more IG lives, people doing Zoom meetings with their friends, having virtual brunches, like just fun, being creative with how we connect with each other, like as isolating as it has felt on one hand, on the other hand, I just think the ability to be resilient and creative during these times to make sure that you're still getting that social interaction that you need is super important and by all means, like super encouraged. I've been doing that. I've been doing that with like my boyfriend. I've been doing that with my friends when I can. Um, And like, I'm kind of already used to it because I, like I said, I wasn't being a goblin (laughs) on the internet since I was 10. I've been making friends online forever. So like, me personally not much has changed but like also a lot has changed because like I quit my shitty job I'm about to move I'm trying to do this and as weird as it is I'm just I'm trying to use this crisis as a motivator I'm trying to get right and I just hope other people are trying to get right because I think this is a great time for healing and we just so desperately need it at this crossroads where you know big things like climate change are peaking like there's so many crises that are looming and it's just like you can't keep swallowing it and suppressing it and like to heal through the trauma sometimes you just gotta you just gotta tear the bandage off and feel the pain yeah understood understood well jasmine it has been eye-opening i am very very glad that i've had this conversation with you it's been amazing what i would like you to do is end off by telling people how they can find you um definitely remind me of that of that the your where your poetry is because i'm going there immediately after this call (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah no problem Oh, I just want to thank you so much for having me on here. I enjoy your podcast and I enjoy um, definitely looking forward to hearing from more perspectives, especially like focus on the black community, because that is mm-hmm. also super important. Um, but just as my goodbye note, my name is Jasmine again. You can find me. Um, my blog is thesterilslut.net. Uh, you can find my poetry at sierraj.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, also at the handle The Sterile Slut. And um, I do also have a secondary blog if you are interested in more spiritual musings. Um, that's also on the thesterileslut.net, but that one specifically is 8th venus.com and then i study i study trends and pop culture with astrology as well so i'm your one woman army swiss army i love that swiss army knife analogy we never got into the slut thing i mean i i'm trying my best not to i'm trying to end my my podcast but oh like i i just like the idea that you are if you want to use the word owning taking something that that um people have been have how degrade you know degraded you know people use oh you're a slut and use it as an insult but i love that you are you know in a sense reclaiming it as you know saying okay i i like sex if you want to find that as a slut fine but you know what 
I I enjoy I enjoy sex. I enjoy being a slut. This is what who I am. I I do appreciate that because you need to take um you need to take what people you need to reframe. We're in a, we're in the process of reframing. We're in the process of reframing. And yes. You need to take people yes. want to shame you and, and tell you negative things and shame and and decide for yourself what it means for you. I did ref- I did reframing when I sent that dick pic. And you've done reframing over the course of your life, and this, and I love that that sh- you know that you're not taking the shame that that word connotes, and you're you're shaping it for yourself. That is that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I I like I said, I I'm like really ready to get into that. I like, have another hour of conversation. So though, though what <laughs> what to happen is we will have to have a part two. <laughs> we will have to have a part two. We will have to have. A- Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to have a part two. I'm about to move and I got to get like my first, um, I do packets. I have to turn Mm -hmm. in packets and I have to turn in like my rough draft. So like I'm doing the most because I don't know how not to, but (laughs) please, please feel free. Definitely down. I would love to do a part two. I enjoyed my time. Like I said, and I think this was great. So no problem there. All right. This has been Passion Point. We've been talking to Jasmine of the, uh, the the sterilslut.net. And we will see you next week where we have another interesting conversation. You, I, and as I tell people all the time, the, the, um, the wet spot is about erotica and education. So that's, that's what we're doing next week. We're, let's see what we're, who we're going to have a conversation with next week. So see you um, around. <laughs> all right, bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Wet Spot. I am Passion Poet. You can contact The Wet Spot at The Wet Spot Podcast, which is The Wet Spot with uh, periods, full stops, dots between the name The Wet Spot Podcast, The Wet Spot Podcast. You can also catch us at The Wet Spot Podcast, one word at gmail.com. If you want to contact me or connect with me directly you can check for me on instagram at underscore bajan passion poet underscore b-a-j-a-n-p-a-s-s-i-o-n-p-o-e-t with with underscores before and after the name or you could check us on the website at passionpoet.com this has been the wet spot i am passion poet thank you for joining let's get wet.